Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 30 through 32 of season 3. Thanksgiving. Uh, I ate a lot of deli meat and then I got super sick. So pretty much par for the course then? Yeah, basically. Uh, my work brings in these uh, deli platters and what I did, which is very smart. I love the deli was... platter. <laughs> What yeah, I did got, was I kept... You got some roast beef, you got some yes, hams, you, you, you got have some turks, yeah, you got some yeah. gabagool. No, you tell the story. Yeah. I mean, you're already on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do they got? No, so they don't have uh, they don't have any lettuce, they don't have, like, it's just cheese, it's meat, and it is, uh, like, the cheapest aioli you've ever had in your entire life, served on uh, dinner rolls. Like, they don't even spring for actual bread. Right. And so I ate maybe to the tune of 20 dinner rolls worth of just like stacked with roast beef, aioli, and Swiss cheese. And in a, a few of those instances, I'm pretty sure people left the tray sitting out for like a while because like the cheese was a little sweaty a few times. And then so, yeah, big shock, like my weekend hits and I get really fucking sick. Basically, I had no weekend. Like, I didn't enjoy anything. I love a nice, aged aioli. <sighs> it's better than in years past where people have left the aioli out with, like, the cover off and you come in and it smells rancid in there all night long. I love aioli. They call me Danny Aioli. Nobody calls you that. I did. I. Yeah. Okay, what? Well, uh, no one week... except for your bot on uh, Mastodon <laughs> calls you that. I assume by now it's managed to put together the right combination of syllables to form that. It has said something about aioli. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay, cats. What? Cats. Cats. You know, Mister Mistopheles, uh, the memories, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Some boots. Mm-hmm. Cat on a hot tin roof? I mean, none of those are from cats. Uh... Dr. Cats, professional therapist, or whatever that show was called. Sylvester, he's a cat. Stallone? I watched Space Jam recently. Uh, yes, oh. yeah. <laughs> he's always doing that thing where he wipes his face with his paws. Yeah, I mean, that's why it looks the way it does. I gotta keep myself clean. You know, there's less bacteria in cat's mouth than a dog's mouth. No, Sly, that's not true. It's the opposite, actually. What are you talking about? Cats also hate Kira. It's been a while since I watched these episodes, but I remember that. That's not what it says. It says cats love Yoshikage Kira. 
shit. Okay, pause the podcast because I'm going to have to watch all the episodes again. I mean, it's an ironic title because this cat definitely does not. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I noted here, though, is nothing about cats, is that Kira ain't got big feet. No. You know, they say about Petite. people who ain't got big feet. Petite feet. Feminine step. Yeah, feminine step. Sounds like a lady. Sounds like a lady. In the room. <laughs> I mentioned this to you, and I tweeted it out, and it got zero traction, but I was thinking a lot about the Beaver Boys theme recently, except with the words replaced with Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. That's what I've been doing. That's you, you ask me what I did on Thanksgiving. Mostly eating deli meat and thinking about Big Bad Beetleborgs. It's a good way to spend a holiday. So yeah, par, par for the course, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Thinking about that Jay Leno Elvis ghost? Oh, all the time, man. Yeah. All the time. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like spend it with family or anything. Uh, speaking of families that aren't so quite knit, uh, this one, because Hayato won't even say goodbye to Kira uh, when he's leaving for school. No, he knows something's up. Yeah. And then, um, like, not wife ends up, like, going down into the basement for some reason. I can't remember exactly why. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. But she, like, sees a cat down there. Uh, and it keeps, like, showing its claws every time she tries to get near. This uh, cat's so, like, she. Because his claws, yeah. like, pop in and out like Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, I was about to mention it's like the little shink thing that Wolverine does. Mm hmm. A snicked. Snicked, that's. Yeah. Look, it's been a long time since I've read any X Men comics. Not missing anything. No, I'm aware. Hey, there's. there's um, look, there's a reason why I'm not. In the new solicitations, uh. You might have heard they were going to relaunch Uncanny X-Men. They they were doing a mini-series X-Men Disassembled, and then uh, a weekly series of... I think... It's where weekly... they just hack up all the X-Men to figure out how they work. Yeah, I, you know, I wish. Uh, but then there was going to be Uncanny X-Men series following that, because there hasn't been an Uncanny in a while. It's been like X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, Red, Black, Blue... Gold. I don't know. I could never keep track of what was what. Also, I don't care. But then in the new solicitations, it turns out the Uncanny X-Men thing is then put on hold because they're doing a bunch of five-issue miniseries about completely unrelated, like, alternate universe stuff, almost like an Age of Apocalypse. And I... Mm. If you care about X-Men, I bet that's infuriating. Sounds like it. I can't keep up with X-Men to begin with, and that sounds like a nightmare. There was a Mojo issue written by Scott Ackerman recently that looked pretty good, but I didn't get it. <laughs> it has, like, Mojo standing in front of TV screens talking about how uh, he's going to make the fans angry by using these characters that they don't like and everything. I don't know. I just hope that his name on anything that he writes is just another one of those like joke names of his oh like hot saucerman or yacht rockerman yeah it's credited to hot doggerman sure yeah uh anyway cat what's who 
It's a cat. It's a cat in this house. Mm. Yeah, he's he's called Yusuf Islam now. <laughs> uh, Yusuf Islam is not having any of this woman's shit and just goes all Jacob's Ladder on her. Just clings to the ceiling. Yep. <laughs> Twisting its head around. Uh-huh. Also, turns out, he has a hole. Yeah. This hole was made in just for me. Hole. Want to get in that cat's hole? You have to pay the cat toll to get, to get into this cat hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... I'd, I'd like to mention this is a good time to mention. Yes, there is a uh, like a feat in Hitman Two for pushing someone down the well called Troll Toll. Perfect, beautiful. I saw that there was a challenge or something that was just called Sheik Zanzibar. I presume. Hitman yeah, 2 is pretty good. It is. Mm. So, uh, cat has a hole in its neck, and Kira's down there. He's like, oh boy. Uh, looks like my dad's arrow. My dad's up to his old business again. Ah, uh, come on, dad. Told you if you did this again, we'd have to put you in a home. Uh, well, you know, elder care is an important thing that a lot of people don't think about until sure. it's too late. Rest in peace, Stanley. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about all your blood, Stanley. I mean, look, it didn't stop me from buying some of his blood, but <laughs> didn't feel good about it. I saw in the news article for that his remains were cremated and gave to his daughter and the first fucking thought that went through my mind was great, wonder how she'll sell that. Yep. The pawn of Stanley's ashes. Oh god. The Gamios in the next Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, Soapy just like licensed away his likeness and they just like CGI him into all the new Marvel movies. Probably. It's like mean, really bad CGI that's very obvious. What like Tarkin and Rogue One? I'm thinking more just straight up cartoon character like he walked out of Big Hero 6 into this live action movie. Did you know he has a cameo in Teton Titans Go to the movies? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that actually. Which is, <laughs> and the recording quality of it is awful because like something messed up with their recording and they had to go to his house like with the, or no, they brought stuff to his house and it broke there. So basically, they just recorded it on a phone. Oh God. Yeah. So it sounds like, like a Star Fox sixty four audio clip in the middle of this movie. <laughs> I don't so, know. It's kind of perfect though for the Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah. Just say hi to we, we... Here's Stan Lee. <laughs> Good luck. Stan... We called Stan Lee up to say hi to the audience. Say hi, Stan Lee. Excelsior! <laughs> That's basically what it sounds like. They didn't actually, like, go back to record him. They just got one of the voice actors to, like, put their hand over their mouth and pretend they were Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to true believers. Speaking of dead things, uh-huh. this cat well, is also dead now dead. Be- well, well, okay. Yes, it is. 
The cat is dead. It comes back, but not quite as a cat. Look, the cat came. Point down. is, the cat started attacking not wife. Not wife attacked the cat. Cat is dead. Cat fell on some glass. Cat blood all over the place. What a cat catastrophe. Yeah. Also, it's a stand user now. You know, it's JoJo's. It's how it goes. Akira takes it out back and buries it. Yeah. But it's reincarnated yeah. as a weird kind of adorable plant. It looks like a Pokemon. Yes, I want to capture it. I want to throw balls at this plant. Yeah. And then ride it around. Sure. Apparently you just do now in the new Pokemon, which is kind of great. But huh. uh, so... Okay. I showed you that uh that gif of like you can ride snor- Snorlax by just grabbing onto his belly fat and just let I, him stomp around. Okay, I couldn't tell what was actually happening there. To me it looked like you would just like clip through the middle of Snorlax <laughs> and I thought that was why it was funny. Okay. Uh, so uh this lady walks outside and she notices or well the cat notices that it's like the broom that she's using is the same one that like she attacked him with and so it starts getting real mad and like attacks her and it shoots this uh, air it, bubble I thought it was water at first but yeah it's like pressurized air it's a bubble of air uh-huh. uh, and it hits her with such force it blows off her big toenail yeah kind of glad this one was blacked out <laughs> me too oh god uh, so it also shoots a bird with this and just starts eating it. Yeah. And then Kira shows up I... and the cat is like, <laughs> oh no. And Kira's just standing there like, oh, this plant's eating a bird. And he's doing his usual Kira thing of he's just like monologuing out loud within earshot of people who have no idea what he's talking about. Where it's just like, oh, this cat might be a stand user. Well, maybe I should kill the cat. I don't want to draw attention to myself. If Josuke and Jotaro knew where I was, that'd be real bad. Just better use my ghost man to blow this cat up. <laughs> I hope my wife isn't listening to all of this right now. I don't know if he was actually saying that part out loud, was he? He was moving his mouth. Oh, okay. And then there's like been other instances where he has been monologuing and moving his mouth and then people have overheard him and that has been like a specific plot point oh, so I, I know there I have but I thought, just... I thought in this case he didn't but okay maybe he did no i i just think that this is like him man like every time he monologues about something he's saying it out loud like he has no internalization all right i believe it I mean, I i guess you could say that maybe that ties back to his whole thing of like talking to the hands that he just needs to vocalize to somebody. This is a big comeback at the end of the series. Let's just talk to the hand joke. I've already done that joke. Come on. Have we? Yes. I don't know. It's been forever since we've recorded. It's like the first remember. time Kira showed up with hands. I was like, hey, talk to the hand. Get it? Oh, uh, Maybe. So, uh, he tries Maybe. to turn a rock into a bomb. Uh-huh. 
but don't explode. Uh, and he notices, like, oh, well, I guess the reason that this uh, rock that I turned into an improvised explosive device uh, was because there's no air around it. I'm continuing to talk out loud. I really hope my wife is not listening to me. Also, that's the only reason it would not explode, because apparently that's happened yep. in the past, which makes me wonder, <laughs> uh, like, did he try to explode someone underwater? I kind of wondered that myself. Like, okay, how does Kira just instinctively know? Like, oh, well, it's, there's no air around it. So Did clearly. he try to explode someone in space? Was it a <laughs> Leprechaun 4 situation? Uh, you know, the Leprechaun's uh, hand flies by and flips the uh, the good guys off at the end of that movie. I bet Kira would be way into that. Probably. There's a disembodied hand that still moves. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kira's favorite game series is Rayman, for that reason. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Rayman makes Kira extra horny. Oh no. <laughs> How's he feel about the rabbits? Ambivalent. Doesn't really care either way. He's in it for the Rayman. I, I mean, I imagine he'd be frustrated that they're mostly making Rapids games now and not Rayman, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of come back around, though. Like, it was all Rapids for a while, but then, like, Rayman Origins came out and Rayman Legends, so... Sure, they, they did their Oops All Rapids promotion, and then they had to bring it back around and reintroduce the original flavor. That The Wii game was good. The the one like rabbits go home or whatever, that one was all right. Not played a single rabbits game, and I don't well, plan to. Well, that one was just like a platformer. The rest are like weird mini game collections. Whatever that one that was like based on the TV show where you point at things using Connect and all of that garbage. I didn't play any of those. Mm. Rabbits go home though. It's a quality product. And Minions just ripped off the Rabbids. And I have oh, to imagine well, you, the people who made Rabbids are very angry about that. <laughs> Do Minions talk? There's a color swatch that's just Minions yellow? What the fuck? Why isn't there a Rabbids white? <laughs> Son of a bitch! Those frauds Every... at Pantone. Every time I go home and so mad about the Minions, I just hit my wife! I don't know what to do anymore. Really though, do minions talk? I don't know. I have never seen any. Uh, of they they kind of they kind of go like wah, 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 wah. Okay, so that uh, that's so like rabbits. Y yeah. Okay. Rabbits scream more than I think minions scream, but minions got like their own special talk thing that's it's sort of like wah, 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 wah. like. Like that. Don't correct me on that. I'm Don't pretty sure that's me. what rabbits do too, though. Like they have the wah, but they also do can't just have like or whatever they do. Look, all I'm saying is uh, the Despicable Me people should owe uh, Michelle Ansel some money so he well, can finish Wild yeah. because that game's never going to come out. Oh no. And Beyond Good and Evil 2, which will also probably never actually come out. Yeah. Well, look, it, it will through the power of just... Look, okay. Through the Submit power of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
Yeah, send all of your artwork to shows of Gordon Levin and the game might come out, okay? Well, okay, if you say so. Do not send Joseph Gordon-Levitt art of himself, though. That's a different project. It will not get Beyond Good and Evil 2 completed. He'll appreciate it. What if I send him art uh, of him as his character from Looper, where he had makeup on to look like a weird young Bruce Willis? <laughs> I think I'll just open it up and go like, huh, I don't know why this person sent me a picture of young Bruce Willis, but okay. <laughs> it's in the game. EA Sports. I meant do it. Wait, no, wait. 989. It's in the game, right? EA Sports was challenge everything. Uh, Nine, eight, uh, eight. No. It's in the game. It's EA. Yeah, no, EA Sports. It's in the game. But there was also challenge everything. Maybe that was just EA? I think so. I think so. EA Sports is it's in the game though, like that's one hundred percent EA Sports. There's yeah. also nine eight nine studios. That's before Twisted Metal, I think. Mm. It, it doesn't so... matter. This is what happens when we record when I'm tired. <laughs> Welcome to the JoJo's podcast. We moderately talk about JoJo's bizarre adventure, and mostly get off on a. Weird minions and rabbits related tangents. And opening logos of video games, production companies. <laughs> uh, this podcast remember, fucking sucks. Rem- <laughs> yeah. Remember uh, <laughs> the iguana logos for like Turok and stuff where each one would have a different logo? It's like this time the iguana puts on sunglasses and has a machine gun. Uh, can we just talk about this dumb shit for this whole episode? I don't give a crap. This fucking cat <laughs> turned into a plant. <laughs> blew up a cactus. Who cares? There's a look. Here's the only thing I want to talk about. There's a guy inside of Rohan's home, and he's just the fucking best. Like yeah. he won't show anyone his back, so he's just like slithering around walls and just crab walking upstairs. And then Rohan's all like, "I have to see it. I need to see his back. Have to see it." See, now you know where that comes from. Yeah. But we'll get there. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. When this fucking podcast recording ends. Uh-huh. Cat blows up a cactus! And it almost kills everybody. Mm-hmm. Well... Somehow. No, I mean, it's it... a cactus. Like, so it almost hits uh his not... I will remember her name one day. Today is not that day. Not wife almost gets hit in the eye with it, and Kira has this weird moment where he's just like, oh, I'm glad that it didn't hit her in the eye, but I don't understand why, because I'm only sexually attracted to hands, and not like the rest of the woman. Yeah. So I don't know why the eye, like, is the... I might be awakening to something. I really hope my wife doesn't hear me say this right now. Well, she didn't, because she was completely knocked out. Yeah. That's probably good, because everything that is happening around here is absolutely insane. This cat is continuing to just shoot. Oh, no. Like, there's a bit where Kira's like... I just looked at... There are a lot of manga anime differences for this. (laughs) Oh, God. Good. Great. Uh... Everyone's favorite segment. 
Yeah. Uh, Kira. Look, we don't have Suda anymore. <laughs> Rest in peace, Suda. Uh, sorry about the blood, Suda. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so Kira's just like, I, I know your power, you won't fool me with that again. And then, like, he just gets an air bubble injected into his vein. Yep. It's like, oh shit, you did fool me with it again. Oh no, I'm a dumbass. I also like when this happens, instead of just pulling out one of those cactus needles and poking it, he uses K- Killer Queen to explode his vein. <laughs> it's like, dude, that seems like a bit of, like, overkill there, but... Okay, it worked. I, I also just like this golf ball-sized welt in his arm, and he's just like, well, I'm not a doctor, but I know 10 cc's of air, and that'll kill you. This looks like a lot more than 10 cc's. Yeah. This will get me extra dead. Uh, but yeah, so Kira's is... died. Being a... <laughs> uh, Kira's Talos is like a golf ball at the plant, and it starts playing with it. And then instead of, I don't know, just blowing the plant up, then Kira, like, takes it inside? Sure. Because he's realized it can oh. be a powerful weapon. I, sure. Uh, but yeah, he tells his not-wife that he, like, buried it far away, and, like, everything that she thought happened happened in her head because of, like, guilt and stuff, so that's your easy out for this. Uh-huh. Hayato's also creeping. <laughs> yeah. As he is wont to do. Hayato is that bit from Lonely Islands, the creep, where they're doing the creep at the edge of the bed. Yep. Yep, exactly. The Basically t- his tiny character. John Waters just standing there, arms, wait, legs flexing, arms T-Rexing. Is that it? Yeah, that, yep. All absolutely. Right. Great. Uh... So there's this also uh, this weird bit where like Kira is eating uh, shiitake mushrooms and uh, his wife's just like, oh, I didn't know that you like shiitake mushrooms. I thought you hated them. Like, I didn't want to say anything. You were eating off my plate, but you seem to be having a good time. But that's weird that you're doing that. Also, I like how here Kira acts like that has completely blown his cover and it's the end of everything. It's like sometimes you end up liking stuff you didn't like before. That's not really yeah. a huge deal. Uh, That's not as weird as your feet changing sizes or not being able to write your name the same way. Or just spontaneously, like, growing half an inch on your fingernails. Sure. sure. Something I suspect that the, that her husband didn't originally do. Maybe not. I mean, there's no way of knowing. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, I used to hate broccoli and i loved cauliflower now as an adult i'm like the total opposite way like broccoli is my favorite vegetable now i've never liked cauliflower that's disgusting i don't understand how i ever liked it either uh and i think one of the things that contributed to me hating it is my dad used to make this stuff that was cauliflower mashed up so it was like mashed potatoes but it tasted disgusting because it was cauliflower not mashed potatoes and the consistency was like kind of rough uh-huh so it was just like eating really gross, bad mass- mashed potatoes. Like, if you want to... almost flavorless and off texture to it, it's bad. I highly recommend watching the movie Logan Lucky, if for no other reason than to hear Adam Driver say, "Cauliflower." 
in a weird southern accent. <laughs> because it's uh-huh. it's like their code word. He's like, did you just say cauliflower to me? Or something. <laughs> it's great. Re- refresh me. That Don Quixote movie's actually coming out, and it's just that he's I... lost all the rights to it. Uh... Right? Yes. Like that was a sick twist at the end. Was like Terry Gilliam finally made his movie, but now he doesn't. It's like not his movie anymore. Yes, I think so. Or why, Terry Gilliam. Why did you bring that up? Is Adam Driver in that? Yeah, yeah, oh. Adam Driver is in that. I completely lost track over all of the revisions it's had over the years. Like I don't know who's in it anymore that... or what. That movie is now about trying to make a Don Quixote movie, and then the actor playing Don Quixote thinks he actually is Don Quixote, and Adam Driver, the director, is basically just feeding his mania to get the fucking movie done. Well, no, that's kind of always what it was. Oh, okay. I'd... It's been a very long time since I read up on any of that stuff, so I was under the impression that he was actually trying to make a legitimate Don Quixote. No, it was always called, like, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, and it was just about a crazy old dude who thought he was Don Quixote. Okay. It looks really good. This thing about making a movie about it, I don't remember if that was part of the original concept or not, but also some of the stuff Terry Gilliam's been saying recently. What would me? I have not been listening to what he's been saying. I'm not gonna get into it, but but Gilliam's oh, no. um, he's up to some stuff. Is Terry Gilliam, all right? Maybe it's no, I don't think so. Maybe, oh, maybe, no. maybe it's not uh, not such a tragedy that he hasn't made anything good in like twenty years. Oh, Terry. So. So John yeah, Cleese, uh, John Cleese still a treasure. Yeah, and Eric Idle. Absolutely. So, yeah, he thinks he has his cover blown by this whole mushroom thing. Technically, he has because like Hayato really suspects something is up now, but he's able to just go like, oh, I don't know, my taste buds changed, and his wife is cool with it. Sure. Uh, but on his way to work, he passes by a bunch of kids, notices they are all wearing these stupid looking safari hats. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, I guess my dumbass child has to wear that as part of his school outfit. Wait a minute, he left that sitting on the hat rack. Oh. Uh, so, what kind of weird school uniform has safari hats? Like, Professor Oak is teaching them how to take pictures of Pokemon. Okay. Going to send them into an active volcano. Like, look, there's a Charizard in there. Professor Oak ain't going into that volcano, you motherfucker. You get in the machine. You do it. (laughs) Professor Oak wants pictures of Pokemon. Get in the robot, Shinji. Go get me pictures of Charizards. Take the picture, Shinji, or Ash will have to go again. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Or no, it wasn't Ash in the game. It was, like... Trevor or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was some random guy who never yeah. appeared again. Oh well, oh he was in the anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the one. It was like obviously like promotion for Pokemon Snap. Yeah, yeah. So let's head on down to uh, Blockbuster. Print out our photos. 
I have maybe looked at times at uh, those booths on eBay. <laughs> How much they cost? Where are people paying for them? I, it's been a long time since I've actually sat down and looked at that. Uh, but like, I started thinking, like, maybe I should check that out again, because it would be... I'm not actually going to do it, but I've been trying to collect these N64 games, and it would be kind of funny if like, the way I wrapped that all up is I bought one of those fucking booths. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be the ultimate, like, I'm a dumbass, and I'm collecting this stuff like a dumbass. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're going uh, to no, they... get, like, one arcade cabinet, what do you think you would get? Like, if you could just pick uh... one for free out of anything. So does it specifically have to just be your basic stand-up cabinet, or can it be something a bit more involved? I guess it depends on what you mean. Like a cocktail cabinet. Are you talking about like the X-Men, like six-player one or whatever? So what I, my immediate answer would be the virtual lawn cabinet. Oh, okay. Sure. But if I had to go with like a standard stand-up cabinet, I think I would go with Turtles in Time. Because that is the one that I by far played the most of in the arcade as a kid. Okay. I can get that. That's just, yeah. that, That one's just got like a lot of... I'm not going to sit here and say it's like the best choice or the best arcade game or anything like that, or even the best like beat 'em up arcade game. But like, as a kid, I played that so much it has like a lot of um, sentimental value to me. I guess there's a lot more nostalgia tied up with it. Mm-hmm. I would probably so. go with either Third Strike Cowboys or what? Cowboys of Moo Mesa. No. I bet you can get one of those for pretty cheap. Um, but Third Strike or one of the Metal Slug, probably Metal Slug Two or Three. Actually, wouldn't mind getting a Ninja Baseball Batman cabinet. Ooh, that'd be good. Or Moonwalker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Imagine being able to. Walk out of your kitchen into the next room and just hit the woo button woo. anytime you want. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to make sure to set that to free play so you can just mash the yeah. woo. Anyway, Hayato's investigating the attic where Kira stores all of his arcade cabinets. Uh-huh. That's why he's not allowed in there. It's so, a good because, uh, you know, the humidity up there could be a problem. But uh, he sees the cat plant. And he opens the window to get a better look at it. Cat plant comes alive. Cat plant ain't happy. Yeah, it's everyone's cat, favorite live cat album. Plant. Cat plant comes alive. <laughs> Remember when uh, cat plant does the thing with the talk box on his guitar? He's like, wow, 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 wow. Because it's meow, 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 meow. Yep. Because he's a cat plant. I get it. Plant cat. Cat that's made out of plant. Or is it a plant that's made out of cat? Tune in next week. No, I I haven't listened to any of Cat Plant's solo albums since he left Led Zeppelin, but um, I've heard the last one was pretty good. Uh, I really like that YouTube video where that guy plays the game Cat Plant. Oh yeah, Cat Plant. It's very excited about it. Actually, should watch that video again. (laughs) Now that I think about it. So... Uh, he gets attacked by the cat plant, uh, that uses its, it makes, like, air bubbles around his, like, arms and legs, but he manages to break through with, like, a mechanical pencil or by something. By the way. Because he's a school kid. 
speak we keep calling it cat plant but its name is stray cat and i like that yeah kira just calls it that at one point yeah he's just like oh it's stray cat so uh speaking of kira he's coming back up because uh, he knows something's going on and uh the kid like I, he hides in like a trunk or something. Like he he doesn't actually flee because he figures out that like light is what wakes up stray cat, mm-hmm. and so he has like no other way of actually getting out of there. So he has to just hide. Uh, but he kind of makes it look like a little bit of light got into the room and woke the plant up, and that's what kind of created the commotion that would make Kira come up there to begin with, so he wouldn't suspect anything. Mm-hmm. And then this is when we get Kira doing the. Shit yep. that I've been ragging on him for, where he's just like, "Well, it's a good thing that this kid didn't come up here and look at this plant and find out that I'm not actually his dad, because that'd be bad, and that would have dragged Josuke and Jotaro, uh, who live at this address. Uh, that would be bad news for me, Yoshikage Kira, known serial killer, murder in all my life. I've killed. I will kill again. I love jacking off on hands." Yep. Once again, not hide to his actual father, I say, as I walk down these steps. That's exactly what I he says. I love mushrooms! <laughs> Give me all the mushrooms. I'm gonna, I love mushrooms almost as much as I love po- poking holes in sandwiches and leaving them there for the <laughs> next person. <laughs> Manga anime differences! Oh boy. Okay. Added scene of Hayato leaving to school while Kira is trying on Kosaku's shoes. Kira asks Hayato to say goodbye to him, but Hayato leaves without replying. Removed a line of Kira telling Shinobu they don't know whose cat it was or whether it was just a stray and that he'll go bury it. Added a transition scene from night to day showing Shinobu taking the trash outside, Hayato opening the window of his room, and Kira coming home from work. Added a Morio radio segment about there being a rainbow in the sky. Uh, <laughs> shortened Stray Cat's thoughts. Oh, this is another thing. It's too bad Stray Cat doesn't get like an actual voice actor. It's just the narrator, it's like saying what he's thinking. Yeah. Like Iggy got his own voice. Yeah. Come on. Dogs are better than cats. No. That's not true at all. Yeah. It absolutely is. Nope. Anyway, shortens Stray Cat's thoughts in the manga, he recalls that he was attacked by an arrow while peacefully lazing about by a tree and then took shelter from the rain by slipping into a nearby house. He couldn't remember what happened after, but since he only relied on instinct and passion, he decided not to bother. The cat tries grooming himself, but notes that he smells like a plant. He brushes it off and tries to groom his tail, but notices that it's missing, then tries to catch a fly nearby, but realizes he can no longer jump. In the anime, the narrator just mentions he was hit by an arrow, and then the plant immediately notices his body has changed. <clears throat> Removed Shinobu bringing flowers outside to the place where the cat was buried, but kept her saying, Rest in peace, kitty. Removed a paper flying in Stray Cat's direction while Shinobu was outside. In the manga, he rips up the paper and Shinobu asks who there, who's there. <clears throat> she knows she heard something and feels like she's being watched. But can't tell from where, the anime skips to Stray Cat noticing her broom and ripping her toenail off. Removed Kira commenting on Stray Cat growing after eating the bird it killed. Did he? I thought he mentioned that. Okay. 
Removed Kira making Stray Cat sniff a cigarette? Uh. That's a weird thing to do. Wonder if that was like part of his test thing where he was like seeing if it was the cat or whatever. Removed Kira telling Shinobu Hayato has been in his room <coughs> a lot lately, with her replying that he's probably just playing video games and she doesn't understand why he doesn't seem to mind not having any close friends. Video games are my friends. Big mood. Video games will leave me. Remove the lines of Kimura and his friends telling him they'll be late to school while Kira's on the way to work. Removed a few of Kira's lines about him recalling that Hayato didn't take his hat to school and he must be up to something. The anime implies it when Kira notices the hats of the other school kids and states something doesn't feel right. Removed Kira saying that even if someone did get into the attic, Stray Cat would be dormant due to the lack of light so all they would see is a wilted flower. However, he's still worried because of how Hayato's been acting lately. Added Shinobu asking if Kira forgot his kiss when he returns home. Changed Hayato's clothes to be the same as what he usually wears, whereas the manga had him wear a t-shirt with the D&G brand logo on it. That's it. How was your uh, Christmas vacation? Oh, it was alright. I spent it uh, sitting here reading manga anime differences. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I went to, to Vegas. I'm, I'm not going to read... Oh, these for the next one. <laughs> Even more? Yes. Great. It's almost like the way that they have to handle these next set of episodes probably would make there be like a lot of anime differences. And I bet most of them are like, oh, well, we moved this scene up. It should be in this episode, but we put it in this one. Yeah, Stuff probably. like that. So. But it's July. Now that Larry's done reading all that bullshit. I'll give you a... um. Part of this a sneak, episode and... sneak preview of one of the manga anime differences. Removed Toyohiro saying the toilet collects rainwater to fill its tank and flushes automatically when enough fills up. So that's the kind of thing you're missing out on. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Of course Araki thought of that. Araki's yeah. thought of everything. It's gonna be self-sustained. Yeah. Araki's self-sustained. Self-sustained genius. Boy, harsh. <sighs> yeah. So, it's July. Everyone's out doing stuff. I don't know. Pappy Kira is mad that the investigation is continuing. Uh, but he's found his son just by, I don't know, floating around and looking at fingernails. It's like, oh, this man's fingernails are growing a lot. <gasps> my boy! <laughs> my special fingernail boy. Oh, my beautiful son! Oh, let Daddy lick those fingernails. Please oh, don't. yeah, that's my son, all right. Don't do that. <laughs> this is why I don't write for Judge's Bizarre Adventure, because it'd get weird in a real bad way. I mean, okay. I'm, from what I've heard, it's going to get bad, weird in, like, a few episodes. I guess I'll find out. I don't know. So... Yeah. Uh, he also spots Hayato, he's like, ah, oh, dumbass safari hat on that kid. Boy, woof. Why is he recording my son? This this is weird. This is really weird. By the way, for this, this series of episodes, I suggest we just go through each storyline 
Like, okay, in, in a row, instead do. of being like, and then the it cuts to the kitchen at Josuke's yeah. house, and then it goes to whatever. Sure, just... there were a lot of cases where I didn't even know, like, oh no, someone knocked out Koichi, whatever. Yep. Back to this leprechaun man on this tower. So, speaking of, uh, Josuke and Okiasu are walking through a sun sunflower patch. Uh, there's like some wrecked cars here, and the perspective is fucking awful. Yeah. Glad what you noticed fuck? it too. How weird. could someone not? These sunflowers are like three stories high. <laughs> yeah. And then Josuke and Okuyasu also seem like giants against the stack of like seven cars. And then the next shot, everything looks normal. Uh huh. It's impressionist. Terrible. It's garbage, is what it is. It's. I wonder legitimately if that has changed on the Blu-ray version. Like, if that's one of those things where it's like, oh, the animation, we had to get this out for broadcast. Yeah, I, I do put, wonder We put about the that. janitor on this scene. Because that didn't look intentional like a lot of that stuff often is. So, yeah, yeah, that looked, that looked rushed or somebody really messed up. Someone got pulled into an office and asked if they really went to art school. <laughs> they just, like, twist the tip of their toes into the ground and, like, kind of blush and go, no. Someone at David Productions got pulled into an office and sat in front of that picture and they were just <laughs> asked, do you see anything wrong with this? Hmm. Look. I know we hired you because your name was David, but I'm starting to think that you aren't actually an artist or qualified <laughs> for this job in any way other than being named David. Well, look, that's what happens when you have David Productions staffed entirely by people named David. You're going to have a couple people who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and Especially in Japan. Next, asterisk next to that line, though, that says, like, spoken in Japanese, and then David's just sitting there going, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yep. I've some, never known what you're saying. Just some Baka Gaijin standing there doodling like a I mean, they're paying me a lot of uh yens, so <laughs> I guess I'll draw these sunflowers. So, uh Miki has taken the form of binoculars on the ground, and Okuyasu is fascinated by things he finds on the ground, which is a terrific character trait. Uh-huh. I just like him go like, wow, binoculars, and Josuke is like, dude, you really need to stop picking shit up off the ground. Okuyasu is basically like Space Ghost in Knifing Around, where he's like, I don't need intelligence drugs, Tom, but I will put anything into my mouth that is given to me, because I'm special. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, like I said, the binoculars are actually Miki. Uh, and he's just like, hey, I want you guys to stare through. What if one end of the binoculars was like his butthole and the other nope. was like his nope. eyes? Nope. <laughs> You're just staring straight through it. No. Nope. Don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Please look through my holes so you can look at this electrical pylon. I don't know. I thought it was neat. There's a guy up there. It's... I'm an alien. Oh, by the way, I did mention a uh, change to the credits in the previous episode. Uh, mm. Now, Pappy Kira appears 
after um oh, yeah. that Zoom like with Rohan and uh also uh I keep forgetting what Kawasu, the guy that Kira is impersonating, like he appears in that form at the very end. In the yeah. gyms. Also uh Sugechi's still regrettably there. So I Oh he's gonna be see. there forever. Yeah. Great. When I close my eyes, there he is. Forever and ever. Amen. So uh-huh. Uh, he asks the two of them to look at this electrical pylon, and they see, like, a kettle or a climber and a dude who looks like if a Rocky drew Seamus. Yeah. And, like, he's more than 20 meters off the ground, and he's just, like, living up there. Oh, yeah. And they walk up, and he's on. He's taking a dump in a toilet, he's like, you better move, because my poop and pee's gonna sprinkle out of these pipes onto this bed of flowers. I'm guessing he's the reason why all the romaine lettuce is bad now? Yeah, it's probably. See, I wrote that joke for a week ago when it was relevant, and then you were like, no, we aren't recording during Thanksgiving week. You should have known that. And then in my head I was like, I'm going to say the joke anyway. (laughs) Of course, commit to the bit. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, he's... This uh... This is going to be a record... (laughs) Like time from record to delivery is gonna be lightning quick warning colon relevant e coli jokes sure that's the thing this is the closest it's ever been to uploading and you're here with these old jokes <laughs> when, hey guys a uh, uh, daredevil season three got uh that's the last one there are no more daredevils it's canceled that's the most relevant uh, well... thing i can think of Look, by the time we're done with this episode, the Punisher is going to be canceled too, so... I want to say they're actually already in production for that one, so it'll probably be the last one. Oh, not much longer. I think they'll probably finish that out, and then it'll be canned, but... So, they... This guy is self-sufficient? Now, they Uh, do say they're making a season three of Jessica Jones, and I do not believe that will happen. Yeah, no, that's not... That's anyway. not the cards. Okay. So, uh, this guy bought this pylon three years ago, and he has been living completely self-sufficient. Uh, when this guy talks, it reminds me of every single person I've ever heard of who has, like, been a step or two shy from owning a home. So they're just like, yeah, I bought a trailer. Or, mm-hmm. I bought a plot of land. There's nothing on it, but I bought it. I was thinking about buying some land in Detroit a few years ago. And it was well, so absolute, cheap. Yeah, exactly. It was like you can get a city block for a thousand dollars or whatever, and I was like, mm. oh, sure. I mean, then then people got to pay you to build something on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or like I'm not saying you can just use that. Just make it a RoboCop commemorative block. I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing to own, like, an unconventional place to live or, like, a plot of land, mind you. I'm just saying this reminds me of, like, look, the housing market is tough. I don't blame this guy for buying a pylon. No. Yeah, make whatever works work. Takes all of his real estate advice from the Protoss. Just like, yeah, we do require additional pylons. You're right. Oh, God. So, that joke just fucking exhausted me. <laughs> what? You keep saying pylon. Down, what do you now? think is going to happen? I don't know. 
didn't really think that far ahead. Shocking. He bought this pylon three years ago so he could be so sufficient. It's a great movie. We uh, bought a pylon. <laughs> anyways, like, I got no reason to leave. Um, it's been like a month since he even set foot on the ground. Uh, and then Okuyasu uh, leans over and whispers, oh, man, I think this guy might be an idiot. <laughs> if Okuyasu is saying that about you, yeah, you got problems. Yeah, he's qualified. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this guy also like drops a Polaroid. And uh, is like, don't come grab that Polaroid. No one needs to pick that up. But uh, Josuke does it anyway. And he notices the Polaroid is Ghost Dad. Mm-hmm. Yep, he actually says, I knew Ghost Dad was involved with this. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone to just collect some of the frames from the scenes so I could just edit into the Polaroid a picture of the DVD of Ghost Dad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I carry around a Polaroid of uh, the DVD of Ghost Dad wherever I go. You know, just in case. Also, I keep a Polaroid of Leonard Part 6. <laughs> so, uh, he's just like, oh, well, you, you fell from my trap. Like, you know, if you tell someone not to go somewhere, they're going to want to go there. And so, like, you're now inside the range of my stand. Uh, it's called Superfly, which is a really good yeah. name for a stand. Uh, and it traps anyone inside the pylon. So, the last person trapped is now able to exit and like his stand is so powerful that it's actually trapped him there so now he's able to leave because josuke is in there and josuke will permanently be in there until someone else enters yeah, and it... if he were to try to leave before this he turns into some sick ass looking like tetsu iron man shit mm -hmm. yep that's exactly what i was thinking too yeah josuke's got a drill dick Oh boy, I uh, found out that movie is on Shudder You want to watch that uh -huh. streaming uh, mm. Shudder has a lot of weird stuff on it Considering it's supposedly a horror movie channel uh, It's just like, here's all of um, Oh, blanking on his name The Japanese director makes a million movies a year Takashi Miki? Yes, Takashi Miki. I kept wanting to say Shinji Mikami for some reason. <laughs> Close like, enough. No, no, very different. Um, and then I was thinking Impute. Takeshi Katano, but like, no, also not true. But yes, Takashi Miki. All of his like Shinjuku Triad Society movies and all of the battles without honor and humanity. Uh, I need to check that out. Um, female prisoners. Do we happen Scorpion. to have? An offer code that you could type into Shutter to get twenty percent off of your. Nope. Well, shit. So I, I guess can... that means we're not getting paid for doing this. All right, awesome. No, Whatever. That's you... my fucking morning gone. Thanks a lot, asshole. It's part of a VRV Premium, which includes Crunchyroll, and the, it has like I don't know Nick Splat with old Nickelodeon stuff and bunch of other things i will never ever watch like rooster teeth you know oh, great if you want to watch, watch the nickelodeon stuff if though, you want to watch rw wait r r r b w y i think it's just pronounced ruby but yeah r w b y 
How was that, that thing... pronounced Ruby? Ru- well, I, there's a character a in it. There's a character in it named Ruby. And I thought care. it was... It looks like garbage. Yeah, no, it's the worst looking thing I've seen in a very long time. Until you saw the new Berserk series. Actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, there are plenty of CGI animated shows that look worse than that, but usually by virtue of just being old. Okay. This just looks terrible, like, contemporarily. And, like, the only competition I think it has in terms of just looking incredibly, like, stilted and shitty is the new Berserk anime. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, man, that is a hell of a bar. So, also, it's not expecting anyone. Just the visuals, like, everything about the production of that new Berserk show is bizarre. Like, I saw a clip from it where Guts was cutting through guys with the his giant sword which you would think would be like a or something when he's cutting through guys it's just like ching ching yeah well what are you guys doing i don't know i there is a youtube video i had watched that is mostly speculation of uh what may have gone wrong with that thing i don't know for something that's mostly just like pulling out the ass like hey here's what happened uh it sounds like the theories that they threw out there seem like they could probably line up like it might have actually been what went down and like the the, ba- the the basics of it is just like this studio mostly did these like i don't know if it's quite magical girl but sort of just like these like cartoons for little girls and it's a comedy thing and like part of the charm is that the animation is not very good I like mean, it adds to the team humor epic. of it not like that like it's more it looks more oriented towards actual children than pop team epic would be like nietzsche joe Mm, like lucky star no because that's those have like actual good animation Mm. i don't quite remember it it has been probably a year since i watched that video but like the the point is that it it seems communication between the studio like the different people working there just wasn't very good and also they worked on nothing even remotely approaching the subject matter of berserk and were just not equipped to handle that at all some would argue that almost nobody is equipped to handle berserk including kentaro miura that's a pretty good argument (laughs) what's the progress on that by the way When's the last time he put out a chapter? Oh, two months ago, I think. Great. Here's a great part. If you've been following that, you might be where Casca's uh, been kind of mentally damaged for a very, very long time. I'm talking like well over a decade of actual real life years. Uh, I was a child, I think, when like the eclipse portion of that comic took place. So... They recently repaired her mind, and before she's actually, like, going to meet Guts again for the first time, like, with her sanity restored in years and years and years, they then cut away to, like, three chapters of, I don't know, Griffith doing stuff that doesn't seem to actually matter. And then it's on a hiatus again, (laughs) so it's like, cool, great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 
Like, I know it's important to show Griff is, is like, uh, still doing things and building his power and everything, but, like, fuck me, man. Like, never give how the many people years what they want. a boat with you, asshole, and now we've got to deal with this shit? Fuck you. And the best part is, like, she, the, where it leaves off, she sees him, and then she starts, like, uncovering these repressed memories. Because, like, all her memories aren't restored. They're kind of, like, getting their fairly rapidly after she awakens from this whole procedure that they did. And so she sees him and then she remembers what happens during the eclipse. So she like falls over screaming. And the thing I think would be really funny is if remembering all that broke her brain again. You know, I really like the beginning of Berserk. And then all the golden age stuff happened and went on for way too long. Oh, it's way better in the comic. It did not have any of the stuff I like about Berserk. It's and... better in the comic because I think it's actually better about roping in a lot of that stuff from the early chapters in with the Golden Age. Like, it's better about reminding you of, like, hey, but really, like, this is what Berserk is about? I don't know. It was boring. In the In the show, they, like, cut back on that a lot. I never watched the show. So... Whatever. Movies weren't good. Yeah, it didn't look great. Yeah, no, it was great how I was bitching to you about how bad the CGI was in the movies, and then they made that fucking anime. <laughs> Which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by a mile, too. Like, it's uh-huh. not even comparable how much worse that is than the movies. Yeah. Like, it really, at that point, it was just me watching the new anime going, like, I think it was maybe unfair to those movies. Superfly Pylon Trapped us inside of a berserk tangent And the only way we can get out Is if you come in That's the worst Oh no There's Uh, never been a more terrifying stand power Yeah This is how JoJo's ends Has nothing on this So uh, He tries to like Make his way across like an inactive Power line so he can just leave the pylon. And uh, Josuke and Okuyasu in the meantime are like using their stands to like break apart the tower. Uh, but very conveniently, Superfly has another ability, which is any damage the pylon absorbs will rebound on to whoever's nearby. Well. Within its, within its line of fire basically because we find out a little bit later it's not that it rebounds onto the person who did it but just whoever is like in the way uh sure like this whole thing is a bit muddy yeah it kind of like at first it makes it seem like it will rebound onto the person who did it but then that kind of changes later but yeah uh this really fucks up okuyasu and uh, almost knocks Josuke out of the range of the tower, which I assume would actually kill him. Like, him turning into this robot thing would actually just straight up make him die or something. Nah, he's fine. Uh, but, uh, Miki appears. He was the power line the whole time. Uh-huh. Just waiting for someone to fill their palm with him. Sure. Uh, and so he ends up like flinging Toyohiro back into Superfly uh, so Josuke can get out of there Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but Toy Hero, like, uh, what does he do? He he cuts the power line, and so like the cut ends up ricocheting in a way that ends up like attacking Miki. I would like to say, of all of the many things that are gross in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I actually think maybe the grossest is this dude with giant calluses on his hand that just look like giant... Oh, they're horrible. And then he has a knife hidden inside them. Sure. And he just flips out. Look, Look, he's from Ireland. Is he? Or Scotland. Oh, no, one of them. He has red hair, but... Well, you don't even know that's his actual hair color. You never see him without the mask. Yeah, that's true. Oh, nobody cared who he was before he put on the mask. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, he's hiding, he's concealing a knife in the calluses on his hand, which don't even look like calluses. They look like. God, I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. They look like. It looks like you took, like. Jumbo sidewalk chalk and cut slices of them off and stuck them onto his yeah. hand. Yeah, I was gonna say. Remember the Rockman from Ninja Turtles? It kind of looks like his hand is that. A little bit. Yeah. So I was gonna compare it to something else, and then I was like, "That's going way too far." So, all right. He he cuts the line. And uh, the the damage, so I guess because the line's technically still part of the pylon, this is like didn't make any sense to me. Like something about him cutting the line actually ricochets the damage back at Miki, and then he's able to just like chuck out these bolts like really fast. Like he can just inherently throw them with such force that it like uh, stabs him into the pylon. He like crucifies Miki. No, they were um sort of only with one hand. But... Yeah, yeah, the bolts that he throws down, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he sets him in place with the bolts, and then uh, I think this is where Miki's just like, oh, well, you know, now I'm trapped in here, so like, you guys should just run, I guess, just like get out of here, because whatever, I'm an alien. I don't care. Hey, did you guys hear? I'm an alien. Yeah, I'm an alien. I used to crap on in toilets in front of people all the time. Sometimes I was the toilet. Anyway, he can leave now. No, he can't become complicated machinery. Toilets are complicated. I turned into the shape of a toilet, but really I was just a hole with some water filled up in me. See, there you go. Alright, well... Ugh. Uh, so... Superfly... Also, can't become complicated machinery. He turned into a fucking telephone wire. But it might not be functioning, like it's just a wire. Yeah, I suppose. He does say anyway, he can't yeah, become explosives happens... because of that, which, I mean, you would think the reason he can't become explosives is because he would explode. <laughs> yeah, actually. Also, I would argue that, well, I guess maybe not. I was going to say, like, binoculars seem like they would be complicated. Yeah, it's just a couple lenses. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, also, while all this was going on, uh, Danny Elfman showed up at Rohan's house. <laughs> yes. 
Hayato's going to blow the lid off this whole Kira thing. Uh, Tomoko's got a special visitor, and Koichi got knocked out, maybe. Sure. Still not quite sure what happened to Koichi. Uh, we won't find out next episode, but the next episode is Stand and Deliver, we might. You know, you find out on the next episode what happened to him. Well, we don't him. actually like see we well yes, but we don't see him in the way that we see everything go down with oh, Tomoko. Okay, we don't know specifically what happened to him. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to take a nap, and when you're done reading the manga anime differences, how about you just wake me up? I'm not going to. Let's just go to the next one. It okay. doesn't matter. I'm sure a lot of it is just like we move this one to the next episode and the other thing from the previous episode. And... Oh my god, I'm actually looking at this list of manga anime differences right now, and this is... Yeah, see? I'm not gonna bother with that. This is disgusting, is what this is. Yeah. I mean, unless you want me to read all of the great things like added Josuke yawning and being really tired because he stayed up late last night, while Okuyasu tells him he's in top shape because he got plenty of sleep. You know, great stuff like that. Yeah, well, it adds flavor. So, Mikitak is uh, still pinned to Superfly. I'm also confused. Is Superfly actually the pylon, or is it a stand that has somehow affixed itself to the pylon? It's a stand that has affixed itself to the pylon. Okay. Uh, the guy does not actually have any power. Like He cannot control it in any way. It just somehow manifested and is bound to the pylon. Okay, so... Uh, Josuke is just like, alright, I'm jumping back in, because uh, we've already established that when people tell me not to do something, I do it anyway. You know, like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's his motto. Word to everyone at home, if you actually do that, you're kind of just a prick. Mm-hmm. Just do what people ask you to do, just be a nice guy. So, uh, two of them are about to fight. And uh, Toyo Hero's just like, I have the upper ground, it's over. Yeah. So Josuke flies at him and, you know, he gets chopped up pretty bad. This is a good point to mention. Uh, the thing I always hated about that no. scene in Star Wars. Sure. He's like, I have the high ground, surrender. In a sword fight, um, high ground's not necessarily good. And gunfight yeah. it is. But a sword fight, like, you're higher up than the person below you can really easily just, like, swing at your legs and cut your feet off or whatever. If you're lower, then you can a lot easier, like, defend yourself from stuff because it's only coming from one direction. Yeah, well, you know what the Jedi also do in sword fights a lot in Also, it didn't matter because he just, is... like, jumped up and flipped over and, like, <laughs> yeah. sliced him. Anyway, what? Uh, they also incorporate a lot of showing their back to the enemy when sword fighting in those movies, which oh, yeah. is also not really ideal. Well, no. <laughs> so, no, there's a lot of the... bits of them, like, flipping over and then, like, swinging their sword blindly behind their back to, like, block an attack. I think that it's all showmanship in the sense that every actual sword fight they have is mostly these two jackasses intentionally hitting each other's swords because they want to look cool. You know who had the best uh, like combat sense in Star Wars? Han Solo, because he just smoked Greedo. Yeah. Just fucking shot dudes. Yeah. So like, whatever, I got a gun. Sure. So, 
Toei, Hiro, and Josuke, neither of them got guns, so they gotta do things a little bit more personal. Not yet. So Toei, Hiro's got Khaled's knives, so he's just, like, scratching into this pole, and I guess, like, the scratching ends up sending stuff Josuke's... This is a little dumb, because, like, I don't think the amount of force he's putting into this should actually send the amount of force back to Josuke that it is. You want to talk about dumb? The way Josuke wins this is extremely dumb. Oh, sure. Well, actually, I guess maybe it makes sense, because what he's doing is he's, like, ricocheting it off of a bunch of different parts of the pylon, so maybe that's, like, making it gain speed and force or something. I don't know. I like oh. the idea of Superfly a lot, but I feel like this, the actual fight part of this is just kind of like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I do really really like the colors that they chose for all this, though. Yeah, reminds me of uh, Every... some of the stuff in part two. Yeah, so, uh, but what he does basically is he gets hit by these attacks, but he uses Crazy Diamond to sort of like restore them back to their original points. Yeah, he he says that he can fix things or energies, which I don't yeah. know that they've ever said before. They have not. <laughs> so, like, they have not said that at all. Like, all right, sure. Just if this were like shrapnel was sent out from that and was ricocheting around, then that would make more sense. Yes. Instead, Josuke is just here, like. Yeah, I mean, if Goku was sending a Kamehameha at me, I could just, like, fix it and send it back to him. Punch that Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. Actually, would be pretty cool, though. I, yeah? I'm not denying that. I'd watch that. So, uh, there's also a bit we missed here where um, this guy, like, reveals that he's wearing multiple masks. Well, he has like, one. He just kind of twists them all around so they look gross. This oh, wait, thing yeah, that yeah, I'm reading two. says he has multiple. Yeah, because he, he has I, and the I thought that one, he's... and then he has the one under it with, like, the weird splotchy hair. But that's still a mask. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, he's defeated, though, uh, by the Josuke sending all that stuff back. And then, uh, in true Part 4 fashion, now he's friends with everybody. Yep, he's like, oh, man, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, sorry about almost murdering all of you guys in cold blood. Premeditated, even. <laughs> I mean, really, oh, he he might have thought, like, they were bad guys. I don't know. I don't think so, because of all this stuff he reveals about Koichi, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'd heard that they were going to kidnap this child and, like, murder him. Maybe he thinks Koichi was also a bad guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, oh, you know, I've learned my lesson. People fucking suck. So I just want to live in this pylon to be left alone forever. Again, my face big moves. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or no, it it was that uh. Ghost Dad promised him that he would like help reintegrate him back into Morio, and that's why he helped out. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then that's, again, he's just like, well, I learned my lesson. I'm going to live and die alone now. (laughs) I've learned my lesson. I do not want to be part of society. (laughs) 
buying an electrical pylon was the best and worst decision I've made in my life. <laughs> I can only recommend it. <laughs> he says while shaking his head no. Mm-hmm. Clawing uh, his mask. So, Rohan, uh, as I mentioned, has now met up with Richard Elfman. Yep, Richard Elfman. Uh, his brief briefcase full of VHS copies of The Forbidden Zone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's got to find somebody to buy him. Yep. So, uh, now he, he meets this guy, and um, it's to repair all the fire damage to his home. But Rohan, being a very suspicious person, uses Heaven's Door on him, and he reads through all his pages, and he, again, doesn't find anything about this guy being a stand user. But then remembers, like, oh, the whole thing with Jonkin Boy, like, that's not a guarantee. Uh, so he writes in him again, like, okay, you can't attack me. And then he notices something about how this guy doesn't want his back to ever be seen by anybody. Mm-hmm. So anytime this dude moves around, as I mentioned earlier, he's, like, slithering around walls and, like, yeah. refusing to turn around. He will only follow people into rooms. And then there's a real great bit where he's crab walking upstairs. Mm-hmm. I love it. This guy, also, he's a good guy. I like, what's his name? I forget his name. Huh? Because I was thinking that whatever his deal is, it must have been the most horrific shit. Like, seeing his back is actually a real bad time. I mean, it is. That's why he doesn't okay. want Rohan to see him. Hmm. Do you just have to, like, look at his back even clothed, or does his back have to be, like, disrobed for it to work? I don't remember, actually. Okay. Well, I'll find out next time. Yeah. So. But, uh, this this guy, like, look, he, he wants the best. Rohan mm-hmm. should not have been so curious. Yeah. Well, there's a lesson in there. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Koichi is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. I say, quoting the JoJo Wikia. Uh, oh. I stopped taking notes uh, about halfway through the previous episode. Uh, this is a good work. Was really that. busy. Work was really busy. I had to make it through these, so I did. I forgot that I had two weeks to do this, and so I probably could have. But oh well. Uh, but yeah, so Josuke uh, goes and finds uh, you from the motorcycle episode uh highway go go yes yeah highway go go he's just and he's like hey you got a really good nose uh so i need you to like do your thing and i need you to sniff around and find koichi and uh he's like oh why would i help you and just because like i don't know because i fixed you you fucking dick just smell my friend <laughs> why do you gotta make this weird come on get sniffing get busy yeah. sniffing or get busy dying Use that big honker of yours and find Koichi. Get a big whiff of freedom. Yeah. Well, you agrees, because he's actually a pretty nice dude, as it turns out. Yeah. But not before he starts smelling his ladies <laughs> going like, Ah, you've been in pachinko parlors again. Yeah, and I thought that the way he would do that would be like, Oh, you smell like cigarette smoke. Nope. Your ass has got a stench to him. Like pachinko seats. And you smell like victory. 
Grocery smell. Ah. This is like a weird mix of Danny DeVito and I don't even know what else. <laughs> anyway, he agrees like to help Josuke. So <laughs> they they leave. They go look for Goichi. Uh, and so can't remember exactly where it kind of cuts off here, but the there was a bit in the previous episode where Tomoko is upset because she thinks Josuke ate like a donut or something out of the fridge that was hers. And then someone appears behind her. And the payoff is that it was a guy named uh, Miyamoto. Uh, and he wants to tell her all about looking in caves as a child and how it's inspired him to make video games. <laughs> I don't, does it mention his name? Uh, according to the wiki, it is. I mean, yeah. Teranosuke Miyamoto. I, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it actually says his name because he only mentions his stand name briefly, which in the in our version is like what Mysterioso. But it's yeah. actually Enigma. But I, I, I do like, like the him. idea though of her turning around and it's just Shigeru Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Says, Who just you, smiles at her and would you like says, to pray? you gulp when... <laughs> and then follows up with, you gulp when you're afraid. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, real so bummer this... when Miyamoto dies. <laughs> Which one? Uh, well... Spoil this, or did you? Or are you getting real, real no, I'm, grim? I'm talking it. about Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that would be pretty terrible. Um. Hey. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I just caught a mm. glimpse of a manga anime difference that I'm kind of mad about. Okay. okay, we'll get there. Are there a billion manga anime differences for oh, this one? Yeah. Is... Great. But I'm just gonna read Be this one. Be about it then. Curate this list. So, uh, yeah, this this guy appears behind her and. Uh, he is way into people feeling fear because I guess it is associated with his stand. The more they're afraid of him, the more his stand is able to absorb them, I guess. Yes, I think he and, had, uh, first he has to find out what their signal for fear is, and then he has to wait for them to do it again before he can capture them. Yeah, and hers is gulping. Uh-huh. So he basically traps her inside like paper that he's folded up, and, like, the effect here is really, really, really cool. Like, yep. I love the the pattern, like, interlocking with uh, Tomoko's frame and everything, and it, it looks yeah, awesome. I, I like Enigma in general. I think it's a really yeah. cool idea. Yeah, it's, uh, he turns them into auto-stereograms. I guess is the name for that. Okay, sure. So, he's captured Tomoko. Uh, that way, but he also captured Koichi prior. We don't exactly see how, but he says as much. It doesn't um, matter. Koichi's Josuke, afraid of everything. That is true. It would he not be showed, hard. He just showed him a picture of his girlfriend, and he just hopped right into the paper. He just showed him that picture from Look Around You of the skeleton and the bear. <laughs> but here it is, the scariest photo in the world. Some say Koichi is screaming even to this day. <laughs> yep. So, 
So you finally tracks down uh, Koichi's like suitcase, and he's just like, "Oh, but I also know that the the guy responsible is here right now because I smell him. He's right over there." By the way, Josuke, I'm a bitch. I'm not going to fight. Yeah, just like, My that wasn't part of the deal. deal. I'm here to yeah. track. I am not here to fight. Yeah, even though my stand could probably, like, really fuck a man up, uh, I'm a pussy, and that kind of gets in the way of me doing anything. So, peace, I did what you asked me to, I need to go smell women right now. Yeah, like, dude, just use your stand and stick its hand in him and suck his nutrients out. It'll be a good time for everybody. This has to be Araki's way of understanding that his stand is really powerful and could probably be super useful in this fight, so he has to have some way of riding him out of the actual fight. Mm, the and it's just him going Okiyasu like... problem. Yes. And so it's him just going like, I told you I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. The yeah. end. Uh, but... Like, also of note, during the whole Superfly thing, Okuyasu does nothing. <laughs> the whole time. Like, he gets oh, hit once, and... Yeah. Even though uh, Josuke is out of the pylon for a little bit and can heal him up, eh, I guess he doesn't, or maybe he does, but then Okuyasu just doesn't do anything. Yep. Poor Okuyasu. Thanks, Araki. So, uh, Josuke tries to run after Miyamoto, uh, but instead of catching him, he catches his own mother, and um, he kind of doesn't understand what just happened, like... He doesn't think that it is an illusion or anything, or that they like switch places or something like that. It's just like, oh, how did she appear here? I don't understand this. So he's doing all this to get into Josuke's head so he can get uh, Josuke's tell so he can trap him. Mm-hmm. And I guess his tell is like he bites his lip. That's what he says. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually the case or if this is sort of like a kind of a cop out thing. Ooh, I have to assume it is. Out. I'd have to assume it is. I don't know if he's going to come to his rescue at this point. Rohan's busy looking at backs. Koichi's turned into paper. Uh, you already said that he's a bitch, can't fight. Yep. I don't know, maybe Okuyasu shows up and does something. That'd be neat. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Okuyasu doing something. Uh, what a rip. So, I think... I think that's where this one ends, right? I don't think anything else happened. He, uh, he leaves a uh, small piece of paper for Josuke. Oh, right. Josuke it... starts to open it, and Yuya's like, no, don't. And that's the end. Okay. A good manga anime actually. differences. Here's the only manga anime difference that matters. Removed Rohan asking if something is up with Kinoto's back, with the architect replying he just likes having something solid behind him. Also removed Rohan's monologue that Kanoto's fear reminds him of Duke Togo from Golgo 13, with the quote, <laughs> Do not stand behind him if you value your life. Rohan wonders if the architect was hiding his back the whole time on the way to his house, but doesn't really care about his habits if he's not an enemy. He took out a Duke Togo reference. That's fucked up. Yeah. Ban this episode. <laughs> Buried in the ocean. We'll pull it up. Few center, few decades later. Well, we, that's old. it for this week. Next week, uh, oh, we did it. Thirty-three through thirty-six, which is July fifteenth, Thursday, part three through another one bites the dust, part two, or just bites the dust, part two. Pretty sure next week's episodes are the ones you don't want to watch at work. Mm. 
Okay. Well, I'll try to take care of that at home. Or just so. skip it. I could just no. stop watching. Uh, because these are very important. Um, we just yeah, come hey, back in the next recording and just talk about fucking whatever. I don't know. Hey, just two weeks left in part four. Yeah. That's it. Then we're, we're at part five. On to Golden Wind. Yeah. We only got to watch uh, how many part five episodes have come. 20! <laughs> I wonder if they're going to oh, take a break, no. though, like midway through this. <laughs> we're that alone well, us. Getting a message from Suda right now. Uh, this just says breaks are for bitches. The um, the other ones had breaks in the middle, didn't they? Like between like halfway through uh, Stardust Crusaders. Yes, yeah, they they did. I'm just joking. Suda did not send me a message. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, thought I'd let you know. I, I do think though, if they do take a break, that would be a good time to just do the OVAs. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. But anyway, we'll get that. Or the live-action diamond is unbreakable. <sighs> Speak of Takashi Miike. Yeah, we can watch I, that thing. I, I saw a clip from that, and they changed a lot in it. Which is weird. I have not seen any of it. Um, uh, Okuyasu's brother is actually killed by a sheer heart attack. Huh. He just like okay. appears in his mouth and explodes him. Hmm. So do they try to tell like a complete story in it, or is it just sort of like, oh, here's know. kind of a taste of what part four is? I don't know. I just saw a clip, but I assume that's like a condensed version of the whole hmm. story. Like from what I would guess from that, it's basically like cutting out the random stuff from the first half and just like, We cut right out into basically Kira. all the characters. Well, the ones that are actually mostly irrelevant. Yeah. I don't know. That's the sort of the charm of part four, though. I kind of feel like if you're cutting all that out, then what's even the point? Well, I kind of agree, but at the same time... What's the point I, I if you don't Takashi... have Segechi as, like, a real human being... <laughs> I bet ...designed also by Takeshi Miki? <laughs> That's one way to pronounce his name. Sure. Um, I I really want to see a Takashi Miike directed episode about Tonio, or just like a segment of the movie. And see yeah. what see what he would do with Josuke clawing at his eyeballs or whatever. That would be pretty good. Well, next time we'll probably have watched some episodes of JoJo's, but I don't know. Maybe just talk about Visitor Q for an hour and then Ooh. get around to whatever dumbassery happened in this cartoon. Next week, we'll discuss Happiness of the Katakuris. Now that's a movie. I really need to buy that, but I can't ever find it for less than like $20, $30. Well, do what I do and just pay it anyway. Yeah. Oh, hey, actually, you know what? what it's gonna be. I think it actually is on <laughs> Shudder. I'm pretty oh, sure it okay. is. So you could just sign up for that. Hey, Shudder, why don't you... Uh... Pay us some money. We sure like you and talk about you a whole lot. Well, this episode, I only yeah. like started looking to see what they had like a couple of days ago. I was like, wow, they have like all of Arrow's Japanese releases on here. You know, mm. horror movies. Yeah, I need to. I need to get on that side. Well, all right. Uh, that's it. until next time. Mm.
Shudder. That's wait, no. Shudder. That's our sponsor now. I'm gonna get him on the horn. See if I can guess a sweet deal. No. I could use the money, so I'm cool with that. You too, brother. Believe me. you were leaving the bar you said the word cauliflower that's right i didn't the last time you said that word to me i ended up getting sent down for six months it was juvie i was 13 and you were supposed to be the lookout now weren't you being that i was your kid brother i let you lead me into trouble with all your crazy cauliflower plans my life of crime is over 